Hi friends, Evelina here. Welcome to the Homecomings Podcast, an audible initiative sharing vulnerable conversations with purpose-driven creatives on their life journeys, all with the intention to inspire people listening to discover the meaning of home in their own lives and come deeper back to their truest versions of self. We use home as a metaphor to represent all that beckons comfort, familiarity, and belonging for your unique life journey. Whether that's through the work that you do, the people you surround yourself with, or the things that bring you the most joy in life. Because to live a life with more home means to live a more mindful and beautiful life. And isn't that the greatest intention for us all? I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Tuesday and happy Halloween. If you're tuning in today as of the dropping of this episode, it's Halloween. It's October 31st and it's absolutely crazy that it is actually the last day of October today. So wild. (laughs) If you're celebrating Halloween, um, all the best to you. I will be foregoing this one this year. Uh, I'm in a season of my life where I'm not vibing <laughs> with Halloween. And I feel like uh, I've des- definitely seen a meme out there somewhere around the sentiments of the seasons of your life related to Halloween. Like when you're a kid, of course, it's like the best thing ever because you get to wear your Spider-Man outfit and go trick-or-treating and get sick to your stomach eating candy. And then maybe it becomes a little less cool when you get to high school, but then it's like the best thing ever again when you get to college because you get to dress up and party and drink and all the things. And then it falls off again until you probably become a parent and you have to go trick-or-treating with your kids, at which point it seemingly becomes fun again. Um, Or so I've heard slash this meme seems to... (laughs) So I would say I'm definitely in the point of my life where I'm post-college and pre-kid where I'm like, Halloween, meh, like I could go without it. Uh, Also, I am in Spain uh, still as of the recording of this introduction. If you caught last week's episode, you had heard me share uh, my experience and what I'm currently doing in Valencia in the season of my life. I am here till end of November on a remote year digital nomad working international abroad experience. <laughs> and it's been wonderful. I will absolutely be doing a solo episode probably to kick off season two in the new year of the pod. And we'll be sharing all my sentiments and takeaways. Anywho, to transition into the episode this week, I'm very excited to share my guest today, Erin Iorio. She is a holistic massage therapist and someone who has become a really sweet, dear friend in my life and someone who I had gotten connected with through her partner, Brandon, who was actually my trainer um, at my last gym that I was a part of when I was still back home. And I just want to speak a little bit on like, and again, I don't believe anything is random. I believe everything is intentional truly in life. And I don't doubt that me getting connected with Brandon, which then got me connected to Aaron was all for its reasons for so many. Um, For starters, I think when I had gotten connected with Brandon, it was in a season of my life where I was actually looking to call in a new workout routine 
This was the end of 2021, right before the start of the new year. And I think I was doing some one-off workouts here and there. And I was like, I really want to get into a new gym routine, but I want something very intentional because my relationship with health and wellness and fitness has been a journey. And maybe I'll do a future solo episode talking about my takeaways in the health and wellness nutrition space. Um, my journey has been quite interesting. Um, I found CrossFit in college, got very addicted to not only working out, but also eating all the things and trying all the fad diets and keto and paleo and raw vegan and all the things. And it was in a season of my life where I thought I was doing everything so right and being very controlling and doing all these seemingly healthy things. But little did I know it was actually the most unhealthy I ever was in my life. A period of a few years where I was so unfulfilled in all different aspects of my life and, you know, relationships and work. And I was using fitness and nutrition as a crutch for sure. And kind of sent me down a dark path of becoming again, addicted to working out in a way that was doing much more harm than good. And since then, post-college, so it's been, I don't know, it's, it's, it's been a bit. It's been an, at least five years or so that I have been very consciously and actively working on healing my relationship, not only with my body, but my relationship with food and fitness. How do I leverage fitness in a way that is actually good for my body and isn't harming my body because you think about fitness like, oh, it's so healthy. Like we're going to the gym, we're working out, we're taking care of ourselves. But like everything in life, there is a balance. And I feel like getting connected with Brandon in this season of my life just a couple years ago was exactly what I was seeking and needed to to really help me finally put an end to this vicious, truly this like really hard cycle that I was going through around my, my physical health and, and wellness. And then what was even more so beautiful was then getting connected to Aaron, Brandon's partner and knowing almost, I want to say going even a layer deeper and understanding beyond the physical, how the mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies of ours, which we all have are especially connected to our physical essences. And what's so beautiful about Erin and the work that she does, specifically her massage work and her approach to massage that resonated with me so much and that we dive into in this episode is this whole concept of the mind-body connection that essentially nine times out of 10, what we experience physically, whether it's different pains or illnesses or just things that come up in our body are actually manifestations of something much deeper, emotional, mental blocks, feelings, things that, again, for someone listening that may not be familiar with this concept might think like, what the heck, like how, what, why? Um, But it's actually so deep and so true. And it isn't something woo-woo or anything like this, like actual fact in the sense that you can even think about this for yourself any time that you had experienced a event that made you really nervous or apprehensive, you know, you think a job interview and you notice yourself being so nauseous or sick or getting digestive issues, whatever the things like that is your mind literally obsessing 
being anxious over, stressed about the event unfolding that then manifests something physically in your body. And this whole concept of the mind-body connection is something that just recently, I feel like in the last couple of years, I've begun to really embrace. And as I love to do with topics that completely interest me, <laughs> just go down the deepest rabbit holes. And so um, in this episode, I mentioned a few books also that I have read that completely shifted my perspective and opened me up deeper to this whole concept, which I'll include in the show notes for anyone who's interested. But we talk at length with Erin in the in the episode today around this whole idea and her approach to massage, her very, very unique approach. And so um, it was a big reason for me when working with Erin, Erin had come to me for support with her brand, Fern and Foster, her lovely massage business in rebranding. And so I had shared in an earlier episode when it comes to me working with my clients, how I'm very particular around who I work with. And I think the alignment, well, I know the alignment was with Erin was there for a number of reasons, one of which was the deeper purpose and intentionality with the work that she does. It's not just massage for massage's sake. This is so much deeper than that. And it was so fulfilling for me to understand her unique approach that she takes with her clients deeper and also translate that through from a visual design perspective and imbue that in her in her brand and her website. So that was amazing in itself. And number two, uh, Aaron's massage business is located in my hometown of New Britain, Connecticut. So anyone listening who is a central Connecticut or <laughs> you absolutely have to go check out Erin and her massage business, Fern and Foster and book yourself a massage because it is so good friends. So absolutely good. And you will see the love and the intention and the very unique approach that Erin takes with her practice through the work that she does. And so it was such a joy to know that not only am I supporting an incredible human with, with my branding services, but also supporting a local business from my hometown. So that was such an unexpected, but also deeply fulfilling part of our collaboration together. And, and it just made the work all the more fulfilling. So in this episode today, we talk all things, her business, her journey of how she started Fern and Foster, which I personally appreciated so much because I felt so many overlaps and parallels between the way that I personally had also started my business. There were a lot of unknowns and a lot of risks that needed to happen, but all the while trusting ourselves very deeply and being committed to the work that we do and knowing that it's going to be okay in the end. And so if you're listening, whether you're a business owner or not, I think there's so many takeaways from this one related to following the clues in our lives that are meant to guide us on the path that we are on. And a really lovely talking point that we dive into is almost, I will say the magic that it is when we are able to reach a certain milestone in our lives, whether it's starting your business or getting just to a place that maybe you have always wanted to be at, or maybe you weren't ever expecting to be at, but looking back and recognizing that there were clues and little signs all along the way to help guide you there. And Erin shares what those clues were for her. And it was just really inspiring to hear them. And I left the episode reflecting on my own journey and thinking like, wow, okay, 
what were the signs or the little seeds that God had planted for me along the way, but it just had to take me a certain amount of time and, you know, (laughs) a few different paths to get here, but it just makes everything feel a little bit more wholesome and fulfilling. And like, it just clicks and makes more sense when you're able to take a moment and pause and reflect back on your journey and recognize that, okay, I'm absolutely meant to be doing this. And it's so beautiful and inspiring and empowering and all the things to know that and sit with that. So I guess this is just to say if whatever season of your life you're in, if you can take a moment to just reflect and think like, okay, I'm at this point. And so this is actually a practice that I like to do from time and time again is look back at a past version of myself. Like, what would Evelina five years ago be thinking about this? Or how would she navigate this? And would Evelina five years ago be surprised? Or how would she feel at this version of myself today? And there's always something really comforting that I garner from that because it's a testament to growth. You know, we're always evolving. We're always growing. And it's something... And there's just a lot of fulfillment that I always garner from a reflection like that. So just a little simple practice, um, you know, if it resonates for anyone listening to try, because I feel like whenever I do something like that, um, I'm left with a lot of, uh, yeah, just just good feels, good feels always. So without further ado, friends, I want to share this episode with you all and just mention if you are local to New Britain or Central Connecticut, absolutely go check out Erin at Fern and Foster Massage and also at fernandfostermassage.com. Book an appointment, get in there and just experience all the Zen and healing truly that Erin has to offer with her practice. And lastly, if you enjoy this episode, it would mean the world if you shared it with a friend and also considered leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It would truly mean the world to me, friends. Thank you so much again, like every week. And let's get into the show. Let's kick off with your story, who you are, what you do, what is Fern and Foster. We're going to dive into the Fern and Foster journey a little bit more in detail, but to whatever capacity, you just want to set the foundation to use a good home metaphor. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So my name is Erin, obviously. I never even like saw myself going down the massage therapy route as an entrepreneur, but I have, since I was a kid, I've always seen myself being my own boss. Mm. So I've like had that foundation as like, I always like when I was little, like if I saw like a, a woman that like, just like had that boss energy, I was like, yes. Like yes. I, I always like resonated with that. But I guess it was never super clear, like, what it was going to look like. Um, but I have been massaging, like, friends and family since I was a kid. Like, I've always had, like, that connection to, like, touch and it just coming natural. And, like, people, like, my friends in high school used to, like, sit in front of me in class on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And it's actually so funny because I had someone that I went to high school with recently come in for a massage and she didn't know her boyfriend booked it for her for Mother's Day. Mm. And so she didn't know that it was me and I didn't know that it was her because her last name changed. Yeah. So she came in and we were like, what? And she, one of the first things she said was, oh my God, it's so funny that this is what you're doing now because I remember 
like in class in high school, like how you used to like massage, like wow, your friend's shoulders and stuff. So full circle moment. Yeah, but it's so funny how it's like in your face, but like but not. Like, it's but it still takes like a roundabout way to yes to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, uh, I lived in Florida for a little bit. I took time off of college, and I kind of really took my time like choosing a career path. I wasn't really sure. Like I tried out a bunch of different things. Um, and then somehow I found my way to massage school and I was always doing it on the side. It was never something that was in the forefront of my like financial, like any, like I wasn't using it to make a bunch of money. And I wasn't also like super, not passionate about it, but I wasn't super like, like I still didn't see it even when I was doing it. Like I still didn't see it as like a possibility, I guess. Mm -hmm. I always just saw it as like a side thing. So anyways, um, I've always done on the side. I started doing it out of my house and then time led me to becoming a mom. And then like, I feel like that was kind of like the big shift where I took time off being pregnant and having my, my first son and then coming back from that, when I came back into massaging, I was like, this feels different. Like I, I want to spend a lot more of my time doing this. Mm. And I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like a lot changes have been like becoming a mom. I think you just become more intentional with your time, especially like your time away from your family in your house, because like, there's not yeah. that much of it. <laughs> Yes. So just so yeah, I don't know. It was just like life giving to me at that point to to give massages, and I was like, huh. I I never felt it like that before. I never like looked at it like that before, even though it was like I said right mm-hmm. in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, like from there, then Fern and Foster just kind of like slowly built itself. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. I because it, it's funny. I didn't even recognize like you having your son Kylo who's like the sweetest little thing ever by the way for for people listening Kylo is the greatest (laughs) that like it's almost like there was an initiation for you into motherhood and with motherhood through your journey but in tandem with that your career oh at 100 like 100 percent like a thousand percent yeah yeah Yeah. that's yeah yeah because you just like I said like with your time like you just you just become so much more aware of how you're spending your time and where your time is going, especially like with making money, like you need to make money to survive and to support this like new life. It's not just you who you're supporting anymore. So you are even more aware of that foundation, like that, the need for like stability, Mm -hmm. but you want to spend less and less time in places that bring you the stability because you want to be with your kid as much as you can and you want to be home as much as you can. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm really blessed and like grateful that I have something that like I realized I could use to spend as little amount of time, not like because I don't enjoy doing it, but just like input and output. Like I could spend as little amount of time making, maximizing the amount of money that I'm making and enjoy it and like be fulfilled by it. Yeah. And like spend a lot of time with my son. Like it just, like it all just like came together very clearly after having him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so magical. It's like, it sounds like Kylo was such a gift to you for so many reasons in yeah. your life, but 
unexpectedly maybe to also align you with your work. <laughs> I, didn't I, didn't, I didn't foresee it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 It's interesting. So I, my, my conversation that um, I had yesterday with my, with my client who was also my former mentor, Sam, which was so magical. She was talking a lot about how, you know, people want to sometimes have the whole future like vision planned out like they want to see okay exactly what everything's going to look like but ultimately like if they had that it would be just overwhelming (laughs) because i'm sure maybe i'd actually be curious to know if you know aaron in massage school could have ever seen aaron now (laughs) like if you could dream back into that version of you like what was that and like looking back um if you could really see yourself now, <laughs> what would you say to her? <laughs> yeah. And it's not only is it overwhelming, but it's also could be stifling because mm-hmm. like you, you can't even imagine how good it could be mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? Like either yeah. you can imagine like the best of the best and like having like everything you've ever dreamed of, or you can imagine like less than what's actually possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're thinking ahead like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, if if me then knew me now <laughs> yeah i feel like i wouldn't be surprised mm. i wouldn't be surprised but i would also be like wow okay you that really happened huh like i i the when you know you have a gift or when you know that you're like really good at something and it comes natural to you, at least for me, this is like just me personally. If something comes too easy, I almost am like, well, no, it must, it must have to be harder than that. Like I must have to, yeah. mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, yes, 100%. I think it's because it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I think because it came so easy that at that time I was like, well, no, like it's going to be like a grind to be an entrepreneur and it's going to be like super difficult and mm-hmm. like it's going to be like so many hours and like sleepless night. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. I guess like that like hustle culture that like you automatically assign to entrepreneurship. Yes. I think that I definitely at that time would have like, I definitely even if I didn't consciously know it, I was thinking that like, no, this is going to, this is too easy. There's no way that this is like, the way that I'm going to like, yeah, myself, you know? Yes. 100%. And it's so, I'm so glad that you mentioned this because this has been something that I've been sitting with all, I think the last two years that I've been running my business as well is if I look back on my journey, it's been, don't get me wrong. There's been ups and downs and challenges and I've had my like deep little rock bottoms and all that, but it's never been as hard as I always thought it was going to be. Yeah, Because like you said, there's like a stigma of running your own business and there's all this stuff that happens, but maybe, well, I think maybe it could be two things. One is it's never really as scary as you think if you're in it, but also if you're aligned on your path and you're doing what lights you up, people say like, it doesn't really feel like work. And I know for me, I don't know about you, but like I could work all the time. <laughs> like I could do my yeah. job all the time. Yeah. And so I don't know if you feel that way about massage, but I feel like that there's, there's a satisfaction and a level of enjoyment that is necessary in order to keep doing what you're doing to keep you going. That I think therefore takes away from that. Oh my gosh, this is so <laughs> grinding and hard and all of that. 
Yeah, I think I, I totally agree. If I didn't have, if I wasn't, t- I'm pregnant now too. Like if I wasn't pregnant and having a, t- have a toddler that I chase around all day, like I definitely could invest a lot more of me into massage and into, to the business. Like, mm-hmm. and one day I will. Yeah. As it stands right now, like I'm doing what I can, <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm at my capacity for just energy levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like I totally agree. Like if, in other circumstances, like I could do it all day and, yeah. or at least work on it all day, like be involved with it all day, if not massaging all day. Cause that is a little bit physically taxing, but like I could be in the mental space of it all day and like be perfectly content. Yeah, for sure. Well, Erin, you're freaking kicking ass because you're a mom of almost two <laughs> and you're running a very successful massage business. So <laughs> yeah. <I'm> listening <laughs> needs a little inspiration just from that. Like Erin yeah, is kicking you. ass. <laughs> but that just goes to show that like, like if I was working like a nine to five that I was like hated, mm-hmm. I imagine that I would, my body, my time, my mental, like everything would be like not keeping up with it the way that I'm keeping up with what I'm doing. So it kind of just go like, you know, goes along with what we're saying is like, if you're, if you are aligned with what you're doing, like it still does give you energy, even if you're sustaining life in like, (laughs) for sure. for Um, sure. The other thing I was thinking when you were talking about that too, though, is not like, not only the stigma of like entrepreneurship and like that it has to be hard and all of that, but also because we're raised going to school and like teachers teaching us everything and and other people know everything more than we know. I feel like when you like, when something comes naturally to you and when you have a gift for something you have, for me, I had the like unconscious programming that like in order to be, to make, to build a business, in order to be an entrepreneur, in order to work for myself, that I had so much to learn. And, Mm -hmm. and I do. And like, and like, it is true, but also it's like that feeling that like everything has to be taught to you. And then once you learn all these things from some outside source, then you can go off and do the thing. Yeah. Whereas like, for me, it was very much like a remembering or like a just uncovering of like what was naturally just inside me. And then like adding in some outside wisdom. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, 100%. And this is, this is like powerful what you're saying, because I think a lot of people do get caught up in feeling like they aren't good enough or not know enough. This is where the imposter syndrome comes in. You're doubting yourself. You might not have the certification or the degree or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I mean, I know for me at least, like there's just, this was actually recently in the last few months um, when I wrapped up coaching with my last mentor, where she was saying, she's like, she said something to me that really stuck where it's like, you just have to reach a point where you kind of anoint yourself <laughs> and you step yeah. into the position of like, I am the freaking expert. Yeah. And it's interesting to watch like me and my journey, like my first year of business, I was operating so on that employee mindset where mm-hmm. I was coming from a nine to five, I was reporting to a boss. So I was looking, always looking to them for approval. So even when I would be talking to clients, it wouldn't be me telling the clients what they should do. It'd be like, here are the options. Tell me what you think. As if they're in your employer. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. And there was the imposter syndrome. There was the not good enoughness feeling. But I think too, it's like, there was that question of like, do I know enough to be able to like take this on? But 
there was a switch and I think this ultimately has to happen. Maybe I don't want to say for everyone, but like, I do feel like in order to, I don't know, to, I guess, essentially make that switch into stepping into ultimate leadership in a way. And not, not to say that like, I'm leading from this like really authentic big place. Cause there's blocks. For me not that burn out. Yeah. Yes. Right? To avoid burning, yeah. burning yourself out. That too. Yes, for sure. There had to be that switch for me. That's like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm owning it. And just staying open to, to always learning as mm-hmm. the journey unfolds, because I find that the more that the opportunities come for me, that's the more opportunity for me to learn. And that's the best way to learn. And I'm sure right. you probably have recognized running your yeah. business. It's like, that's when you learn all the stuff when you're in it. There's only so much that you could garner from a traditional education and all yeah, that. I really like in the past, like I remember when I was looking at colleges and college programs, I've literally looked at entrepreneurship degrees and mm. it's like, it's kind of mind blowing that they even exist. Like I understand. I didn't even know like, they do. You take an entrepreneurship program at a college. Yeah. But it's like what you're like, there's only so much, like you can take business classes, accounting classes, like there is for sure, you know, classes and, and knowledge that like help mm-hmm. that like, aren't your, you know, cup of tea or like your, your natural language that you speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like in terms of like what you're saying, like just like learning as you're going, like, I think that willingness to, to trust yourself, to learn as you go and so that you will figure it out. And that you won't like crash and burn. I think that's like probably like the biggest deciding factor of like who does it and who doesn't and who like who, who actually goes and takes the action and who just goes program to program or certification to certification before they're like, Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this job because like, you you know, whatever reason. Yeah. No, you got to get your hands in the dirt. (laughs) That's the best way (laughs) you do. That's that's, that's, You know what? I think now that I'm like thinking about it, I think that's like that initiation of motherhood too, is like you have so much more trust in yourself and confidence in yourself to figure it out because it's like got no other choice. (laughs) Yeah. Baby that I have to figure out how to care for. And, you know, there is a lot of it that's instinctual and that you just do, but it's also like that, um, that mindset shift that's like that you that you are capable of if I mess up okay whatever like I'll just figure it out from there like what's the worst thing that's going to happen the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm just going to have to go get another job if I if I can't make it work like (laughs) yeah yeah you know it's distilling the fears that question of like yeah it's um yeah. I mean, literally asking what's the worst thing that can happen and then realizing that the worst thing isn't really that bad after all. <laughs> right. When you really get down to it, it's like, okay, the worst thing that's going to happen, I like have some debt that I have to pay off and I have to figure out how I'm going to pay it. And, and then you just figure it out. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, yeah, you're not going to end up in jail. <laughs> like, I mean, like, unless you do something really crazy, like, but you know what I mean? Like if you're really just genuinely trying to start a business and you're like, doing the right things like yeah for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. let's dive deeper a little into Fern and Foster because you shared a little bit of your journey um I want to know a little bit more detail like mm-hmm. when you were you had Kylo you're about to you, you you reached a point where you realized like okay I can actually take this on full-time and do this myself what did the process look like? Like if you could walk people through a little bit more of like the tangible things, like when was the moment that you're like, Oh, 
actually, I could do this myself. And like, how did yeah. Fern Foster come to life in that, in that mm-hmm. time frame? Yeah. So like I said, I had my son, I took a couple months off from maternity leave and I unconsciously, consciously said like, ideally when I come off maternity leave, I want to work for myself. And while saying it, I didn't fully know that I believed it. Like I said it and I was like, that would be like ideal if I could just work for myself, but I didn't foresee how it would happen. So I came off maternity leave and I actually did get briefly, I I worked at a a massage um, therapy office, like owned by somebody else just for like, I think I was there for like two months, maybe if that may, maybe less, I don't know. But I guess that was kind of a shift because I knew I enjoyed massaging because I was massaging some of my own clients at home. And I knew I had that feeling of like, I really want to spend more time doing this. But then when I was working for this other office, I found myself like, I was just not working with my ideal clients. So like some clients would come in and I'd be like, that was great. And some clients would come in and I'd be like, I'd rather not like Mm. have to work with them. Not, you know, nothing against them. It's just not my, like, we just didn't vibe like that. But when you work for someone else, you don't have the choice. Right. So I guess that was my third massage therapy office that I've worked for ever that were owned by other people where I like, it was like the icing on the cake where I was like, if this lady can do it, like not to be like, not to sound like I have my nose in the air, but like, I'm like, if this lady can, can do it, like I definitely can do it. I just yeah. have that. Kind of- yeah. You need that expander sometimes like witnessing other people. Yeah. Women that It's almost like it gives you permission <laughs> to then do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never worked somewhere where I was like, oh, these people have it figured out. Like I have a lot to learn from them. Like it's always been like, okay, I'll, I'll take, I'll see what I like and what I don't like about it. But I've never had that feeling of like, oh, I can't do this. Like I've always been kind of like, if they could do it, I can definitely figure it out. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so, and like, I didn't love the vibe of the place that I was working at, like the aesthetics of it. I was like, this could just be so much better. Like I would be massaging people and I'd be like looking at the wall color and the the art on the wall and just be like, (laughs) it just doesn't doesn't all vibe. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just, and so I guess I kind of like while working there, I guess that's where I started like dreaming up like how I would do it. So like, and you know, massaging while I'm like, like I said, it comes super naturally to me, but like, it's a very quiet, unless the people talk the whole time, which doesn't usually happen. It's a very quiet hour, hour and a half. So I'm, you know, I could just think about whatever I want. Like I'm, I'm focusing on what I'm doing, but you can really like dream up a lot in a 90 minute massage. So I guess I would say that that's where I started like not picking apart what was wrong with the place, but feeling into like what I didn't like about being there and why I, why it was affecting how I felt giving a massage. And I guess just, yeah, like all of those things, like just really like understanding my process for like how it felt being an employee, I guess. Yeah. You were collecting data. (laughs) Yeah. I was. Yes. And then... So the other piece of the puzzle is my boyfriend owns a gym in a, um, like a warehouse type building in New Britain. And they had a unit that was available that, um, the owner's daughter like had relayed to my boyfriend that it was available. And he was like, I really think you should look at it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I financially, I felt like I wasn't totally, in a place where I wanted to take on more financial responsibilities with the uncertainty of like how I was going to 
make a living and like pay for the, you know, the extra rent and the overhead of like running a business and stuff. But then I was like, okay, I'll go look. And I went and looked at the room and I, it was just, it's just a small, it's one room. There's no waiting room. There's nobody else. It's just a little, little space. And I just like looked around and I was just like, I instantly could, I just like pictured like how I would make it look and what I would do. And I was like, oh, this will take me like a week. It'll be all set. I'll be ready to go. Like, I just, I guess. You saw the vision. It just made sense. Like it just made sense. Like I saw the space and I was like, okay, for the price, for what I would have to do, I like kind of did some like quick calculations. I'm like, it would, you know, cost this much. It would take me this much time to be up and running. Like, and then it was, I guess the question of once I felt comfortable with that, it was the question of like, okay, how am I going to bring people in the door? Mm-hmm. You know, like, obviously yes. like that's like the- yes. marketing. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, I have a few people I can reach out to that I've massaged before that have come to my house for massages that I know personally that have, you know, been, I have had a, a couple clients that had followed me through the years. And I was like, I'll just start with them. I was like, if anything, if I have to, I'll run a group on to like, just get something going. I never ended up having to do that, but, um, I start, I think I started a list of like people I could think of that. I, I really felt like I could like get coming in and like, there was only a few people on the list. Like it, it wasn't anything crazy. And I, and I just, I just felt like, okay, like, I, I think I can, I think I can at least cover the rent and like scrape by for a couple months and make it make sense. And I, I'll, and then the rest, I just trusted, honestly, Mm. I totally didn't have a marketing plan or a business plan at, for that matter. Like I didn't have like a lot figured out. I just, I, I really did lean into like trusting like the people that I know. And I know that I give a good massage and I know that like, if I could just get people coming in that they would tell people and that they would keep coming back. Like I, I really trusted my abilities not in running the business, but in providing the service. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So it was like dreaming it up, really feeling into like why I didn't enjoy working where I was working, um, seeing the space, making it make sense, trusting myself. And then like the brand, like the coming up with the name and stuff like that, I just started, I needed something. Like I needed to pick something. Cause I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign the lease. I got to call it something (laughs) like I was not like it was, you know, prepared in the back of my head where I just had it in my back pocket. Mm -hmm. And so I just started thinking about what I really think about the service that I offer. So massage, obviously, like what I think about massage and what I think about my, my type of massage and how I offer massage, because it could be very clinical and cold Mm -hmm. depending on, you know, where you go, who you go to, or it could be Reiki, like it oh, totally on the energetic, like yeah. spectrum. So I'm like somewhere in the middle. And I was just, so I just really started like playing around with like what I think of massage in general and what I think I offer. And then I came to the word foster because I think I was driving somewhere and I saw a street sign for like foster road and it just stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like foster, like I, it just, it just clicked with like that feeling that I have of like your body is like healing itself. I'm just 
kind of holding the space and like helping facilitate it. And I'm like fostering your, your healing. And it just, it like made sense to me. It just stuck with me and I just bounced it around my head with other words. And then I wanted something earthy and natural and that felt had a, it, that it evoked some kind of feeling and sounded nice. So I came up with Fern and Foster and it just like, I bounced it around a little bit with a couple people and like with my, like in my, you know, in my mind and like started playing on Canva with like fonts and vectors and stuff. Like, obviously it was like the low budget little logo that I had at first and yeah. And then it stuck and then it worked. It lands. Fern and Foster lands. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of like the part of the story that like, like with getting the space and the name and all of that, that kind of, it just, it just kind of took a mind of its own at that point. Yeah. Wow. So this is also interesting and I'm finding so much um, overlap too and parallels with honestly the way that I kind of started my business too, because when I was launching Studio Dumpka, I had one client and I was like, I don't know how the hell like this is going to break off. Like I withdrew my 401k like months before. I didn't have much. It was like 10 grand. I'm like, this is going to sustain me maybe for a couple months. And oh my God, it was like, I I was scared. I'm actually curious. Um, I want to ask about some of the fears that you had in the moment. Cause I know for me, there was a fear of like, oh my gosh, where's my next paycheck going to come from? But all the while there was, and I can't even describe it. And I'm curious if maybe there was a sense of this for you too, because while there was fear around what could happen, there was a sense of knowing that it's going to be okay. It's like this weird dichotomy. <laughs> like yeah. I'm going to figure it out in some way. Mm-hmm. And after it, like I took the leap, people found out, oh, Evelina mm-hmm. is freelancing. Uh, let me connect. And then the clients came. Like it's, it felt like out of the woodwork. Like where were these people? <laughs> like suddenly yeah. everyone needs branding help. So what was your experience? Well, tell me about maybe some of the fears that maybe you were navigating um, in those early stages starting off. And then what was your experience after you brought the first clients in through the door and how growth kind of started happening for you and Fern and Foster? Yeah. So I'm trying to think back because now it it was, it's only been two and a half or two years, two and a half mm-hmm. years. I don't even know. Not been that long, yeah. um, but it feels like I can't even re- like remember like that first month in business now. But um, I definitely had fears that, that it wouldn't keep, that it wouldn't sustain. So I had fears that like, I would have like a really good month or that I would like get busy, but then like, but then it would just go down to nothing. Or like, then nobody was going to come in. Like I would have like a month where I was like, okay, people are coming in and like, this is good. And then I just would have the fear that next month was just going to be like crickets and like nothing. I think the more that it kept getting better over time, it definitely built that like trust muscle and like, I guess I felt the momentum. I felt like seeing, like you said, like seeing like the, the flow of clients coming in. It's like, Oh, okay. Wait a second. Like, okay. Like valid fear, but like, it's not, that's not what's happening. So like, let's respond to what's happening. And I guess like I did put in the legwork of putting the word out there. Um, telling people like, you know, getting my Instagram going and really doing like a lot of following 
and like making sure, like not, not assuming that people would just find me. Mm-hmm. Like I did, I did try to be proactive of like, people aren't just going to like randomly be like, Oh, Aaron, like, you know what I mean? I did, yeah. I did try to be like very proactive with like putting myself out there. Um, which I guess it wasn't for me, but I could see there being a fear in that, like the vulnerability of like putting yourself out there, like, Hey guys, I'm doing this thing. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really feel that, but I definitely, I'm sure that that like could come up for a lot of people, but, um, you gotta like, I feel like that's like the, like a big thing you have to push through like that vulnerable, like I have this thing that I'm offering, which actually, you know what, like, I know this is the, we'll get there, but like the brand, like working with you on the branding and like changing the logo and doing the website. Like, I think that was like the, probably the biggest piece with like the vulnerability of like, Hey, this is what I have to offer. Cause mm-hmm. it's like you have something that you're proud to show. Yes. You know, um, yeah. but like, you know, before that, um, I think it was leaning into people that I already knew like friends and family asking people to share on social media. Yeah. I really focused on like retention Mm -hmm. in the beginning. I mean, I I still focus on retention, but I really focused on like really just feeling into like, what's going to keep these people coming. Like, so I, I think I gave those people in the beginning my all because it's like, And I still do, but like, it's like, you know, what, what does this client need that will make them remember me and like make them want to keep coming back? And I think that really got me clear on like the client experience I want to offer and like what retention could look like moving forward and like on a bigger scale. Yeah. If that, I, I don't know if I answered the question, but yeah, no, but. you definitely did. It, it's, it sounds like you, so proactive was the word that was coming to me. Like you well, proactive in tandem with this inherent sense of self-trust. It sounds yeah. like, like you were leaning into your expertise. You knew that what you had to offer was great. All the while you were kind of getting after it, putting yourself out there, knowing like, okay, if I'm going to make this happen, I got to kind of get word out. And I think this is actually something I'm personally navigating right now for me, because I don't know if you could relate or like get behind this too, but like in the self-help kind of manifestation space, there's so much of like, just dream into it and it'll come. And like, you know, you don't have to do the work, like you could step back (laughs) and like the opposite of like, it should be hard work. Yes. Well, there is that element of it where I'm always constantly looking to question of how, how my life could be easier, how business could be easier. Because personally, I feel like for a lot of us, we're making life way harder than we should <laughs> because yeah. of our own shit <laughs> that we're, like, yeah. we're just getting in our own way. <laughs> yeah. You know what like comes to my mind with that is like, okay, you have this energy. You can either pour into the cup of like, oh, I don't want to be vulnerable. Oh, I'm scared people won't show up. Or you can just like acknowledge that that cup exists and instead devote your energy to things that would combat that. You know what I mean? So -hmm. instead of like feeding into the fears and like giving that my energy, I just feel like it's like, okay, yeah, like valid. It's realistic to fear that people won't come through the door but I'm going to spend my time doing what I can to make sure that they do. 
And then I guess it's kind of being willing to say like, if it doesn't work, that's okay. I think it's like that, that fear that like, okay, if I do pour all my energy into getting people in and it doesn't work, then I'm going to be embarrassed or like, I'm going to feel like my ego is going to be bruised and I didn't like do good enough or I should have done better. You know what I mean? It's, I think it's like, it, I, for, it could be easier to just settle on the fears rather than trying because trying could be like, you could fail. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, it sounds cliche. (laughs) Now that I'm saying it it sounds cliche, but like, you know what I mean? Like that fear of it not working out, like, Mm -hmm. um, you have this, like you have the energy, you have two places to put it, either right. put it in like, being proactive mm-hmm. and just hope, you know, hope that you're do- tweak and pivot and like hope that you're doing the right thing and spending it in the right places or just spend the energy on being fearful and yeah, and not do it. I think the, the tough part for me with the fear, and I'm curious if, if, if this resonates for you too, is like, Because to your point, there are two options. It's like you can act on it or you can settle. But I think with the settling, there always comes that like little piece of regret (laughs) or like thinking like, what if, you know, because if you don't try, then you'll never know. And like to, to what you were saying actually earlier to kind of bring it back full circle, it's like, if you do fail, then what's the worst that could happen at the end? I'm of more embarrassed if if we're if we're worried about embarrassment. I don't know if there's a better word I could be using, but like if you're worried about trying and failing and feeling whatever emotions that brings up, I guess embarrassment yeah. or whatever. I'm more embarrassed about not trying, mm. like mm-hmm. personally. Yeah, I'm more embarrassed about having an idea and then not having any confidence or belief in myself or motivation to try to make it work. Like I will look back on trying and being like, I, I am proud of myself for trying versus like, you know, Oh damn, I tried. And I like, I looked stupid and like, you know, people are going to judge me like, because I couldn't make it work. Like I'm, I'm personally, I'm way more embarrassed about not trying it out. Yeah. I love that. I actually love that. That's such a good, um, little motivator or just a little reminder, <laughs> maybe to keep in the back of your mind, especially when you think I like to do the the little future self meditations every now and then, like, especially as I'm goal setting and planning, okay, where's my business in a year or five years yeah. and knowing that if I at least didn't give it a shot into dreaming, into trying whatever, launching a product or a new service or whatever it is, that would internally eat me up <laughs> more than giving it a shot. Cause I think, you know, we're always our biggest critics. I know for me, I could be really hard on myself mm-hmm. and I know that's something definitely that'd be like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So like not know. only a regret, but also like, like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I need like a feeling. Disappointment, like disappointment. Yeah. Like self-disappointment. If we want to call it that. Something, something more than regret. It's like, I don't know. There's yeah. the guy, there's gotta be another word yeah. out there that describes like something deeper than regret because it's like, you don't even know. Like it's, you don't, you didn't even get to see what could have been possible. I don't know. It's yeah. No, not, I can't imagine that's fun to sit with if you don't, if you have an idea that you don't try. I know for sure. Um, what would you say has, if you could distill, (laughs) 
into maybe this may be be difficult, but to whatever capacity you could distill one key attribute or trait or something that you could identify that's helped you kind of keep going from the first early days since you started Fern and Foster. Um, has it been like, as an example, has it been the belief in yourself? Has it been self-trust? Has it just been like the satisfaction and fulfillment from the work that you do? Because I feel like there's so many different motivating factors for people mm. to keep them doing what they're doing in their business. What would you say has been that one for you? So I'll say curiosity mm. because like I said, like it really has like it enfolded on its own in a lot of ways. I feel like I'm witnessing something else becoming something in a lot of ways. Like, even though I know I'm taking the actions that help support it, I've, I, it's like, I still feel like I'm witnessing a journey that's like outside of myself, like the business's journey. Yeah. Um, so I would say that it's curiosity of like wanting to see like what more, like, where is it going? Like, it's like, watching a movie or something like what is it going to become I don't know <laughs> yes I love like, that it's a, yeah it's a curiosity and like awe and um and that's fun like it it like excite it that excites me like it gives me so much energy to like think about like it's like I have enough, it's like with my third child, like, yes. you know, like just like watching something grow. Yeah. What it becomes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That's such a good one. Curiosity in terms of the growth. Um, so we, we mentioned a little bit on the branding earlier. Um, mm -hmm. I think the branding, um, it's interesting because the branding was the vehicle through how, which we got connected and, yeah. you know, worked together. Um, and it was such a fulfilling venture for me because I think I was at the point when we connected and I was talking in that I'm looking to align myself with clients that are basically kind of in alignment with my values and my yeah. aesthetic and my approach and all that. And, um, it was just lovely to connect with you and hear not only your certain, the work that you do through massage, which is something up my alley with being more intentional and, you know, the whole holistic approach that you take that I actually want to ask a few questions in because that always to me is fascinating in an avenue. <laughs> yeah. But I think at that point when we work together, um, maybe we call that like a milestone in your business with the branding. Absolutely. Like more than a milestone. I would call it like a turning point. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, talk a little bit about how that was impactful or just shifted things in, in your business for you. Yeah. So I guess like in line with what I'm saying about like the curiosity of watching something unfold. It's like, I didn't like meeting you and having you like deciding, like I didn't even, when me and you met up the day that I ended up have like, we decided that you were going to like work on this for me. Like I didn't even have the conscious intention of like, that's what was going to happen. Like mm -hmm. I went into meeting up with you and in my mind, we were like going to be just like working together like working on stuff. And then it just like transpired that way. And, I, and it just felt right. And it made sense. And so that was like another unfolding of like, okay, this is where this is going. Okay, cool. Yeah. I can go along with this. Yeah. I like this. This feels right. And then because it's not me um, doing the creating, I was just supplying the um like the foundation or whatever. Like I was, I was, you were like filter. I was like 
you were filtering through me or wait, I don't know how do I want to say this, but like I was giving you the information and then you were, it was filtering through you and becoming mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, so that was like another unfolding of like watching it become its own thing outside of myself is like what you were going to do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it got me like really clear on like, I, I had to get really clear on what my mission is and, and my vision and all of the things that I had started thinking about when I started the business, like I had to like, you know, double down on and get really deep with myself of like how I view massage, how I view my work, what I'm offering, why I'm offering it, like all of these little like nuanced things to be able to give you that information that you could then like turn into its own new like iteration or whatever. Mm. Um, so there was that. So there was like the curiosity of like, where is this going? Like, what is this going to look like? That whole thing that like is super exciting in the process. And then while coming up with like the copy and like the, you know, like behind the scenes stuff that goes into like branding and like low, like, you know, logo building and all of that. Um, I felt like I was learning. It's like, it's like journaling. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you have like feelings and stuff that you like, you feel it, but like you don't have words for it yet. And you don't know what it, you you haven't like sat down with it. So like sitting down with it and like putting words to things and really getting clear about how I would communicate how I felt about it. Like it just brought me like a hundred steps closer to my work. And like, I feel like I learned about my work through doing that. Hmm. I just learned it in a more like intimate way. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the pride element of like I was talking about where it's like, I feel so much more inclined to share about what I do to, you know, be on Google and like have like random people that I've never met looking at like being able to book and like look at my website and stuff like being just more out there. Yeah. I just, I feel proud of like the um, face that my like business has been like gifted from you. And I get compliments all the time. And like, not that I'm, you know, not super motivated by compliments, but it's nice. Like, it's nice. to some capacity. It's nicely to be validated. It's just not, I still get like still to this day, it's been a while now. And like, I still get people like, Oh my God, your website is so beautiful. Or like I had this girl come in for the first time the other day. She was like, yeah, I just found you on Google. And like, I read through your website and I just really vibed. Like I really vibed with like what you, like how it looked and what you said. And like, mm. I just, I really think, and you know, also as a consumer, like that's important to me when I'm um, looking to like work with somebody or like, you know what I mean? Like I'm looking to buy something or receive a service from somebody, like how they present it, like the aesthetics and the, the trust that you build with your client through how you've proven, I guess that you, can like walk the walk and talk the talk kind of a thing. Like if you know what I mean? Like if you have like a really good service, but like you don't present it in a cute way, it's kind of like totally not as yeah. yeah, for sure. It's 
confidence and clarity are like the two words that I've landed on that I've recognized after the processes of like branding that come through. And I will say it's been such a beautiful but unexpected thing for me because when I approach branding, I kind of go into it with, let me just do beautiful work to basically elevate and give that confidence and clarity to the business owner, not knowing that in tandem through the process, the actual business owner is going to come in alignment, I guess, with like basically come to know their business and brands on such a deeper level. Like mm-hmm. that has that been like a, a common thread. Yeah, like that has been so I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like that's like you're on the unfolding of your business too. Like it yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. And that's been such a I mean, I get so much fulfillment and reward from the work that I do, but to know that there is that element of it that I think for one, for me, especially because it's unexpected. Like I was never, when I go to do like branding, it's not like I never went into it thinking I'm going to make this person feel so much better about like what they're doing in a way. Maybe I always have felt that way, but I didn't know to what level or capacity that would actually happen. So to hear that throughout the process, there is more of that clarity and alignment and just again, confidence in that it's so beautiful to watch and witness because ultimately, um, you know, I think people coming to get support in that avenue, they, that this is also the really nice thing. It's like, you think you may just get the visuals, <laughs> but it's always so much deeper than that. And I think this mm-hmm. is too, where something like deep intentionality and deep purpose really serve so much power because I think for you with the way that you operate your massage business, it actually, it makes, it made the process so much easier for me because there's more to pull from and grasp from. Whereas like, if you came to me and you were like, okay, Evelina, I'm a massage therapist and I just need a pretty website. I want, I want to make more money, bring in more clients. It's like, no, no, no. You approach massage right. with such a beautiful, holistic and unique way that I personally have never worked with. Cause I've, I've gotten massages before, mm-hmm. but, um, the level of intentionality that you bring. And I think there's the more holistic kind of, there is the spiritual component to an extent too, that you bring that makes it so much more than just a massage. And I know for me personally, like I would come in to get massages from you and I mean, massages alone were incredible, (laughs) but I always kind of looked forward to after the massage (laughs) to ask you like the questions. Cause I'm my, you know, post-rationalizing psychoanalyzing self. It's like, I want to know, like, what did you feel? Like, what does that mean? And it was so beautiful. And like, you so gently always just suggested like, okay, like I felt tension in your neck and I had this thought. So maybe just something for you to consider and I'm like, wow. And so I want to ask you the question of basically your approach to massage. That's a little, that's definitely very unique, unlike any that I've seen. And I guess what, what is it about your approach that, um, I, I guess essentially gives it more of that holistic approach and lens because something that I've been fascinated with a lot is how, you know, we have our physical ailments from the body but that always points deeper to something internal, emotionally, mentally, all that. So how does that all play into your work? A couple things. So like, I think about how I want to be treated as a consumer, client, whatever. Like I want to be treated as a whole person. I have 
an entire emotional life aside from my body and stressors in my life that I know for me, when I get mad, my jaw hurts really bad. And it's not, I'm not just walking around with jaw pain just because I know it comes from somewhere in my own life. So like, how could I look at another human being and just be like, oh yeah, you just, you just have, that's just something you have. There's nothing like deeper. You know what I mean? Like I just, I guess I'm always the type of person that like the golden rule, like treat others how you want to be treated. Like just kind of, Mm -hmm. I think that's just a natural way of, for me, of just interacting with like the world, like just in my personal life. Right. So I guess there's like that element of like, just inherent like compassion for like the human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have always had that philosophy about life that it's all connected that like, you know, I know people deal with chronic issues and chronic pain and I know things could just happen to the body. Like you could just be in an accident and break your leg and have leg problems I would like venture to say that there's like still emotional trauma that goes along with that. But like there are physical things that could just happen to the body that are just purely physical and there's Mm -hmm. nothing else that goes along with it. But nine times out of 10, like we are whole beings like existing in the world. Every experience we have with the outside world is like processed through our system that communicates with us through emotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how you feel based on what you see or, or, or feel like happening in that outside world, like it's, there's just like no denying it. Like for me, the way that I've always seen the world, it's just like a no brainer. Like I don't even, until I'm I guess until I'm asked about it, I don't even think there's a way to not think of it like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I can't imagine just going through the world and just thinking, that your mind and your body are just like these like two things and mm-hmm. nothing's connected. And I just, yeah. for me, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess it's just until I really think about it, I'm like, well, I guess that's why, but like it's come so it's just so natural that I don't even, yeah. I don't even think of another way. So yeah. So there's like my, just my not just who I am as a person. That's just how I view things. So, um, And then I guess to like through those experiences of working with clients in the past at other businesses where I didn't vibe with the client questioning, like why kind of a thing. A lot of times those were clients that were coming in, not with that understanding Mm. that it's all connected. Yeah. They were were just looking for like a clinical, they're not going deeper at all. They're, they don't think that anything that they've been through is like living in their body or like nothing, you know what I mean? Like, so we just don't, aren't just aren't resonating. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah. So like through working with people that aren't, aren't there and like understanding why that, like that treatment doesn't feel as fulfilling to me to Mm -hmm. offer that evolved into like, I guess a more clear understanding of of how to break down my holistic approach. Yeah. That I've just always been offering. You know what I'm saying? Like I just would I just would do it, but then like 
if I have to break it down and I have to think about it and I have to put it into like these elements and like really like, you know, put it into words then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting that you mentioned that it's always kind of been a thing that's been inherent to you that you've always just lived life thinking. I think that makes you so perfect (laughs) for the work and the approach that you take. I mean, it's like you said, it's always, even when the massaging, like it always just felt easy or it came natural. I think that all those things are just culminating to show like you are meant to be doing (laughs) this work in this particular approach, even more so. Mm -hmm. Um, Like for me, for example, the concept of mental and physical kind of being interconnected is very novel. Like in the last couple of years, I've been diving into and exploring it. I've been, my coach actually, when my first coach, when I started working with her, she recommended um, uh, Louise Hayes, her books. Oh yeah. 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 It's just, I was actually, (laughs) it's funny. I was flipping through um, uh, one of her books last night because I noticed like a little rash, like on my cheek, like come up Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what does skin rash represent? And there's like an energetic explanation to it. I'm like, what does this mean? (laughs) But it is truly wild. And for people listening to like, this isn't anything like woo woo or like too spiritual or anything like that, because it, it is, it is actual fact. Like you think about how, you know, you're planning for a vacation or something, you know, like you're going traveling next week and you're already feeling tension in your body. Like this is your mind thinking about the vacation and your body literally manifesting the, you know, like, and it's wild because I was never, I guess this goes to show how disembodied a lot of people live their lives. I know for me, I lived 95% of my life, very disembodied and disassociated from like my physical essence. Um, and so it's so just fascinating to me to now view life through this new lens. And I think every time I would come in for a massage with you and you would spend extra time on like my neck or just different areas, there is like different body parts have different, um, I guess, symbolisms or meanings, you know, like the throat, the neck chakra may be related mm-hmm. to like speaking. Am I vocalizing something? And I would always sit with that and think like, gosh, what is it? And it wouldn't always come to me. Maybe in like a few weeks, I'm like, okay, now actually in hindsight, as I look back, Mm -hmm. um, there've been a lot of just insights that I've garnered, um, especially in the last few months, just with like a lot of business and personal life stuff I've been navigating. I'm like, wow, this explains like why maybe like I was having a hard time articulating what I wanted to say and why I was experiencing so much pain, like in my neck, in my shoulders, all that tension. So all to say- all that stuff is so powerful and also all to say why you are so it just makes you I feel so much more aligned and qualified to be doing (laughs) this type of work and again uh made the process of branding and working with you so much easier knowing that you're coming and approaching your business from such a deeper more intentional place like it's really rooted in purpose Mm -hmm. um so the last, um, I have my two little closing questions that I want to ask you. Um, the first actually being related to purpose. Um, I want to know what, what in your opinion, like what does purpose mean to you? And would you say that you are currently living in alignment with your purpose? Yes, I definitely feel like I'm living in alignment with my purpose. Um, okay. I think about it in two ways. Like I think about like self and other. So if I'm like a tool, like what, like a tool serves a purpose, right? Like it had like screwdrivers screw in screws and I don't know, 
things have purposes, right? So what if, if my purpose on life, I mean, if my purpose, like as a human is to enjoy my life and to like, enjoy my time being alive, I I feel like that's a purpose of being alive. Cause what else would be, there's no function of being alive other than like seeking to enjoy the process. I feel like, Mm -hmm. so my internal self purpose is to constantly be living a daily life that I feel good in and that I'm not miserable in. Right. That's my self purpose. And then like, if I'm serving a purpose to other people, so I'm not just living my daily life, seeking pleasure for myself and enjoying my life, but not offering anything outward. Okay. So like I serve a purpose to others by like helping them to enjoy their, to enjoy their experience too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like making their human experience feel better. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just like, you know, I'm not like changing the world. Like even if it's just their hour that they are with me. Yeah. It feels purpose driven to me for like it to be energizing and not taking away either of our energies. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's, and I love the way you framed it too. It's, it's two, it's twofold. It's you. And then it is the other. I mean, because we're such communal beings, like (laughs) we can't exist without the other. Um, and so I think to think about it through that lens is really interesting. Um, and lands for me because I'm, I'm thinking about it through two, through the work that I do, like I'm so fulfilled through my work and all the joy that my business brings, but then there's this other piece of it. And like I, we were talking about it earlier, it's like this unexpected part of it was expected, but then there, there's the other part that's I think even more fulfilling that's unexpected is the reward and the joy from just knowing that you are supporting someone. It's like you are sharing of your gifts. And like you said, it's like, you know, maybe we're not changing the world per se, but to whatever capacity we can better someone else's day life. I mean, whatever it is, um, I think that in itself is so powerful. So yeah, I love how you frame that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like, I, th- I think I could like, if I had sat with that question for a little bit longer, like I, and like got clear about it, like, I feel like I can definitely say what I'm thinking and feeling like in a more concise way, but yeah, it's definitely, yeah. it's a simple, but dense question. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Cause I think purpose definitely gets twisted into like, you know, money and productivity and like that kind of purpose of like, yeah, like just more, structured purpose and I just feel like I just internally I feel like you serve a purpose like you're the you have a purpose to be alive and you serve a purpose to others yeah yeah no I love that I love that it's been interesting to ask the question and see what different responses um I've gathered from from my peoples so it's yeah Um, yeah and then my last one this is a little bit of a wild card but I love it um so um as you know my brand is all about uh the metaphor of home Mm -hmm. and home is a very subjective word it means a lot of things to a lot of people 
but I want to ask you and I want to know what is your favorite memory of home? It's so funny because I have <laughs> such a, I not to get like, not to be super like deep, but like I have such a hard time with um, like meditations and like prompts and things that have to do with like pulling good memories from home. Mm, yeah. Automatically go to childhood. And I had a very traumatic childhood yeah. and I am just clouded with like, I, it's, it's, actually pretty like powerful that you like ask because like I automatically go to home as a child and that's not I don't really pull like good memories from that but I guess I would say whatever home means to you that's now yeah yeah Um, whatever home means to you yeah that was such a side that was such a verbal sidebar um Yeah. (laughs) yeah just the feeling of togetherness of like of safety that feeling of like, there's nowhere else to be. Like you don't have anywhere to go. You don't have anything to do. We can just like be home together. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what comes to mind. I love that. (laughs) Well, you have such a beautiful family unit to do that. And and it's growing because you have another on the way. (laughs) Oh, which is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Gosh. Now, like now I'm thinking like, my body is a home right now. Like, <laughs> we I'm went deep that. with that question. <laughs> That's another one where I'm like, what is, um, you know, what are the, uh, what are the responses going to be? Because home means so much to so many different people. And so it's, it's so interesting to, to hear what comes top of mind for that. So thank you so yeah. much for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you for all well, the questions. I loved it. Yeah, of course. Well, tell people where they could find you if they want to come get a beautiful massage with Fern Foster. Where do they go? <laughs> well, if you are local in CT, you I'm in New Britain. Um, you can find me at fernandfostermassage.com or at fernandfostermassage on Instagram. Um, I don't put my exact unit location on the internet just because I don't want people <laughs> I don't want people just like showing up and knocking on my door when I'm in a session because it's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have online booking and you can feel free to DM me if you have questions about what I do. Yeah, everyone, yeah. please go see Erin because her massages are literally the best. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Erin. This was such You're a special welcome. conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hi again, it's me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you were able to garner some takeaways and nuggets for your personal home journey. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you left a rating and review. And if you'd like to connect deeper, find me at Studio Dumka on Instagram, where I share content on all things home, of course. Sending a big, cozy, homey hug your way, friends. Till next time.